Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we are deep in the female pleasure interview series. And before we get started on today's interview, I just want to make sure that you have the opportunity to go to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure and sign up, not only for remote, also more importantly, for vibrator giveaway. So we are giving away three Leia 2 vibrators made by Fun Factory. These are amazing little vibrators. They're perfect for first-time vibrators with all of the functionality and versatility that more experienced users want. So definitely go over to my website and sign up for a chance to win for that. And while you're there, check out my upcoming Understanding Female Pleasure web class. On November 19th, what we're going to do is we're going to take everything that we have been learning on this series and we're going to take it from the stuff that you've been hearing and make it tactical. So we're going to bring it home and we're going to make it practical, tactical, and, you know, get you some hands-on exercises, experiences, and start incorporating pleasure into your life on a regular basis. So we're going to talk about all kinds of great stuff. We are, in particular, I'm going to show you some pictures of the things that we've been talking about, where all of the different erogenous zones are located so that we have lots of things that, you know, you got to learn how to play your own instruments, right? So anyway, definitely go over to my website, holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure Sign up for reminders for the interviews for the series. Once you get onto the thank you page, you'll see an easy place right there to sign up for the vibrator giveaway. And then also, if you're interested in the web class, the details are there for that too. So looking forward to all of that. And now let's get into today's interview. So I'm very excited to have holistic sexual wellness specialist, Gaia Morissette, here with us today. She believes the keys to a happy, healthy, wealthy, magical, and epic orgasmic life is sexual wellness, embracing the human experience, and releasing fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. Gaia supports people in living with pleasure through holistic sexual wellness and trauma recovery. She is also a BDSM wellness expert, high priestess, and pro-dominatrix. For over 12 years, she has been a renowned international speaker, trainer, facilitator, podcaster, and coach who makes the world a happier, safer, and sexier place for us all. Gaia is the founder of SucculentLiving.com, EmpressGaia.com, and Succulent Living Institute. Her education and training consists of sexology, trauma recovery, life coaching, tantra training, BDSM, sex coaching, and lots of practice in the areas of play, healing, and exploring. You'll want to check out her two podcasts, My Orgasmic Life and Tickle Life Podcast. Hi, Gaia. Welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm excited to be here and 
getting to talk about my favorite topic. Sex. Yes, I know. I love it. I love it too. Oh, so let's kind of, you know, I wanted to talk about the, the, you know, just like, let's start the basics. Like I know you talk about the five aspects of sexual wellness. And so I wanted to talk about those today. And can we just start with talking about like, what is sexuality? Because it's different than sex, different from gender. And so let's just like make sure we're all on the same page here. All right. So when I talk about sexuality, I'm talking about who you are as a sexual being and all the pieces that go into that. Like we're talking like we'll get into like the five aspects of that. Um, You know, there's your sexual orientation is a part of it. Your desires are a part of it. Your preferences are a part of it. But who you are at the core of who you are as a sexual being is when I talk about sexuality. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Awesome. I love that. You know, and I really do feel that our sexuality is at the core of our being, you know, who we are, how we relate to the world. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons I feel like sex is just so important because it's really the foundation, the core. Absolutely. Like I always look at it like, you know, if you could look at it like one of those Ben, Zen, Ben, Ben, Den, Ben, Zen. (laughs) diagrams you know (laughs) having a little bit of a brain fart um you know think about like there's these three circles right and in the center so you got your mind body and spirit and they all kind of overlap and then the parts that overlap in the very center is who we are as a sexual being and that's how like i always love to visually look at it and see it is because if we're out of whack mind body and spirit affects who we are as a sexual being if we're out of whack and who we are as a sexual being it affects our mind body and spirit they're all interconnected with each other Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so let's start talking about like like how did you come up with this this five aspects of sexual wellness like where does this come out of so where this came out of is that I was working with clients for years and I started to see this pattern develop like every time they would come see me because they were having problems in their sexuality problems in their relationships, problems achieving orgasm, like all of their sexual problems of why they came to visit me and hang out with me and hire me. It all came back to like these five aspects. I was like, oh, there seems to be like, there's a theme here. Yeah. And so I really started to drop into those five aspects. And so those five aspects are play, sensuality, sexuality, exploration, and the sacred. Mm -hmm. And do you want me to go into each one of them? Oh, if we got time, I'd love it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So (laughs) So we're here to talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. So the first aspect being play is about safety. And if we don't feel safe, we can't play. And sexuality is just our evolutional um, development of from childhood imagination play to adolescent play. And then when we get into adult play, it turns into like the fun sort of sex realm. But you can't have play if you don't feel safe. And I figured this out after teaching pottery. I had a pottery and drumming teaching studio for like 12 years. And so I spent a lot of time working with kids and adults about creativity. And what I started to see is that the kids that felt really safe and secure in who they were and who they are in the world would risk. They would risk going outside of the norm. They would risk and explore. They would, they would felt safe. And the ones who didn't feel safe couldn't. They were incapable of creating. They were having a ta- challenging playing. Mm-hmm. 
So I started to see that, that that was a big part of that foundational piece of how do we drop into being a sexual being? How do we feel about sex? How do we show up with sex? How do we have sex? Do we do it from a place of this joyful play or we do it from an obligation or like, how, are we, how are we showing up in, in the bedroom or mm-hmm. in the living room or wherever else you're doing it? And so, you know, and so I started to see that. So that was the first aspect is plays around safety. The second aspect is about sensuality. So I started to notice that my clients were struggling with how can they be orgasmic when they're not in their bodies on any level whatsoever? So they have no, no pleasure in any capacity, just sensory pleasure of being in this great body, you know, our five senses. And so Dropping into, in order for us to be an orgasmic, pleasure, sex god, sex goddess being, we need to be able to say yes to pleasure, sensory pleasure on a daily basis, so that our engines aren't going from zero to 60. We're always, like there's like low-grade arousal happening all the time in our lives. Then sexuality, in that aspect, we really, really explore the surrender to pleasure, that we're allowing pleasure, that sensory pleasure that we talked about, and we're building and we're building and we're building until we can have this orgasmic release. And orgasmic pleasure comes out of sensory pleasure. And so it's about the surrendering, not making it happen, but surrendering and letting go, Mm -hmm. which in itself is a challenge for most of us because it doesn't feel safe, especially it comes back to the play. If it doesn't feel safe, mm-hmm. we can't surrender. That's right. You got to control it. Yep. Got to control. Control. As a recovering control freak, I understand. So then, so then the exploration piece of as, uh, aspect of sexual wellness is, of course, my favorite aspect because now we start to move out of we're now moving into our deeper, deeper drives, our deeper arousals, our deeper levels of who we are. And this is where we get to really surrender to pleasure, surrender to our partners, surrender to um, letting go of our expectations and our belief systems. We, you know, our belief systems around what is safe in our society, around sexual beliefs and shame and guilt. And we tear all of those pieces down so that we're left with who we really are as a sexual being and who we really, what we really crave and what we really desire and what it is that when no one is looking, we're thinking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? you know? um, it's those pieces where we let go of and we, we start to come to this place of self-acceptance and self-love and, um, and you know, great, epic stuff starts to happen. That's where we start to explore kink and BDSM and alternative love paradigms and all sorts of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And then the sacred. The sacred is where we can learn to drop into the spiritual aspect of sexuality, of human sexuality, of being able to build sexual energy, to harness that sexual energy and co-create it with another or others depending on your lifestyle. Um, you know, we can utilize that sexual energy for healing, healing our bodies, healing the world. Um, you know, we can use it for manifestation. We can use it for magic. There's all sorts of wonderful things, but it's, it's also how we can reach state, higher states of consciousness and awareness of connection to the universe and all. 
So, yeah. So there you go. I'm writing. I'm writing here. I'm writing is taking notes as fast as I can. You know, I really love that too. And as you're talking about, like, like little pieces are like kind of jumping out at me. You know, it's like here we are. You know, as adults, you know, how many of us don't play anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh well. If if we're all hung up about sex, no wonder we don't play because, well, you know, we have hangups about sex, and that's not really play. That's for bedroom stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Hmm, interesting. My little wheels are turning here. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite exercises that I give couples um, to help in many different ways is where you stand in front of your partner or partners, depending on your love, lifestyle, and you're going to do the wild turkey with each other. And so for the audience who are going to listen right now, hold on, like, I'm going to, I'm going to make some pretty loud sounds. Okay. So, you know, turn, turn me down for a second. <laughs> Pull out your earbuds. Yeah. Buds. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. So the wild turkey sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Now, when you can stand in front of your partner, butt naked, and you can do the wild turkey with each other, which makes you both laugh hysterically. It helps to let go of this is serious because you're now you're both going to giggle like school kids. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> because you feel ridiculous and you feel silly. Plus, it's going to allow you to open up your uh, communication and communication because you're not, you're not worried of risking anymore because you both risked and we're ridiculous together. So you're equal. You're equal on that place. So plus you helps to loosen up your muscles, your tongue muscles for like oral sex. So that's always good too. So like there's all these really wonderful benefits to it. And it brings in that wonderful play aspect, right? The let's, let's giggle, let's play. Let's, we're on this adventure together. It's this adventure that we're doing together, not as like, I need to be serious and I need to, you know, I, I can't let you see me naked because I don't know what you're, you know, we got to do it in the dark and, and, you know, um, we can't make faces and I can't, you know, oh, what do you think of my cum face? I can't let you see my cum face because you're not going to think my cum face is sexy and, you know, oh, my stretch marks and like all of that stuff, it takes all of it away. It's like mm-hmm. it no longer is a part of the pieces that interfere in our ability to engage sexually and to surrender and really enjoy that experience in our bodies and with our partners. Yeah, and all these little crazy thoughts that are happening are just things to take us out of the present moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as parents, we have a, a thousand dollars, we have a thousand, a list of a thousand things that should be being done and having oral sex and receiving oral sex is not on that list, which it should be, but Absolutely. it's not on that yes, really. <laughs> uh-huh. Stress release. Yes. Right. But there's that piece around like, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Should, we're in yeah. our brains and we're not mm-hmm. in our bodies. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you got a thousand things to do, sex is on the back burner and you're too tired for sex. Well, and I like to say, like one of the other pieces around so that we're all on the same page, when I talk about sex, mm-hmm. I'm talking about my definition of sex is not a sequence of events. So not a sequence of sexual activities, like making out, groping, oral sex, intercourse, okay? That's that's not what I'm talking. When I'm talking about sex, I'm talking about giving and receiving pleasure. Mm-hmm. So this piece is always really exciting for people because it's like, well, I may be tired to have a big hoop de la, 
right? Like I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I really could go for my partner tickling my back and me having little tickly orgasms all over me, Um, Mm -hmm. which is sex, which is an engagement of sexual activity with your partner, that it doesn't have to be in this sequence of events. It's just about and letting go of the goal orientation Mm -hmm. around sex Mm -hmm. and moving it into the giving and receiving pleasure. And that's the only expectation. And when you open that up, that dialogue up, all sorts of time opens up, possibilities open up, pleasure opportunities open up, you know, a moment of like, hey, we have like three minutes with each other. Let's, you know, do something around giving and, giving and receiving pleasure. Yeah, even just spending a minute scratching somebody's back. It can be just like, oh, oh thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, I actually want to talk about pleasure because you said yes to pleasure. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's like people are so not in their bodies. So when we come back, I want to talk more about pleasure. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, we're back. So pleasure and being sensual and in the body, I think that's so important. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of like being in your body and the, the aspect of like just diving into the senses? Oh, yes. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. So everybody, when I say this, first of all, this is an important piece. When I say the word pleasure, what's the first thoughts that pop into your mind? Because whatever those thoughts are is how you feel about pleasure. Was it like, ooh, tell me more? Mm -hmm. Or was it like, I don't got time for that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or was it like, oh, pleasure is just about sex? Like, what were your thoughts? Whatever yeah. those thoughts are, are a big part of how you move with pleasure. Your, I like to say, like, your dance, your relationship that you have with it. Yeah, you know, and what's really interesting, too, is I've had conversations with lots of moms. And when I talk about, like, talking to your daughter about pleasure, like, it could be like I'm telling them to talk about the worst possible thing in the world. 
Like, and that's because of our attachment to that word. Like, what does that word mean for each and every one of us? Mm-hmm. So that word pleasure means to me all the different possibilities of experiencing pleasure. So there's different types of pleasure. There's sensory pleasure. There is emotional pleasure. And there is orgasmic pleasure. And so let's start with the five, our sensory pleasure. Our sensory pleasure are our five senses. Our smell, our taste, our touch, our sight, and our hearing. And these can be as simple as, you know, having your coffee in the morning and smelling it and taking a moment to be like, oh, that smells so good. Or feeling it as it goes down your, in your mouth and the warmth of it and the taste of it on your taste buds. You know, it can be standing outside and the sun is shining on your skin or the wind, a light breeze is tickling the hair on the back of your neck. All of these are sensory pleasure moments that don't, that can, if allowed and it's safe to do so, can lead to an orgasmic pleasure possibility, but it's not based in orgasmic possibility. It's not based around sex. There's no goal oriented. It just is being in the senses of the body. And before, so one exercise to do to really come into that place of sensory pleasure is I always love to do this exercise where you put um, an alarm, depending on what your life is like, but I like to put it for three times in a day. And what happens is my little alarm goes off and it reminds me, oh, to have a sensory pleasure moment and drop into my senses and awaken my awareness of my sensory experience. So I'll pick one of the five senses and I'll spend five to 10 seconds in that sense, really fully embracing it. And I do this throughout my day. And what this does is it helps me to have more awareness of being in my body and dropping into my senses. And I, then my brain will start to seek out more pleasure possibilities. It's like, ooh, there's one. Ooh, there's one. Ooh, there's one. Mm-hmm. But we have to train ourselves to take a moment to, to start to be like, oh, pleasure is my friend. I'm a pleasure seeker. <laughs> right. Sensory pleasure. The next pleasure, is there anything you want to say about that before I go into the next? Well, uh, you know, I just love that whole concept of a pleasure possibility. And as you were talking about that, I was like, I was noticing like the coolness of the air conditioning as it's blowing over my skin and I'm having a little bit of a hot flash at the moment. And so I was just really appreciating and enjoying that sensation. And it's all about just like that moment of just dropping in and noticing what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And it's, there's so much, like, so many things are happening all day long, and so many sensory possibilities and so many pleasure possibilities go by without us even being aware that they even exist, Mm -hmm. because we're so much in our brains that we're not actually in our bodies. Yes. And the, the other part of that is that not only from a sexual standpoint, if you're not in your body all day long and then you want to get you know you want to you want to start having some sexy time with your partner it's like you're you're cold like it means that you have to do all this work up which spends a lot of energy and a lot of time to kind of drop you back into your body to wake up your nerve endings to be like okay I can be present now and so instead of it being you're already halfway there or or 
pretty much all the way there, you have to spend way more time getting there because you're not, you're so disconnected from your body. Yeah. And you were just talking earlier about like this being in kind of like this constant state of low grade arousal. And then you were just talking about how like when you're in your brain all the time, you start because it's kind of cold, you know, and then like you go in the bedroom, it's like, okay, we're laying on the bed. I've been in my head. I've been working all day. And now it's time to have sex. And how do you like make that transition and not just have like the mechanical sex experience? You know, it's like, how do you like shift that? And so I love that whole idea of just like, you know, spending a lot more time in your body and noticing these pleasurable moments and this kind of thing. And so then by the time when it comes time for your sexy time with your partner, it's like you're already kind of in this more of a headspace that you're more in your body kind of thing rather than just like in your head all day long. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. And it's so much, and, and the walk from wherever you happen to be to where you're going to have sexy time, you can do the shifting. You can do the shifting of, all right, I'm letting go of all the stuff of the day. I'm moving out of my head. I'm going to take a moment to drop into my body with some sensory awareness because you've been practicing all this sensory awareness. So you can be like, okay, what do I smell right now? What do I see right now? What do I taste right now? What, do I, what does my skin feel like right now? And you can do that quite quickly as you're moving into that sexy time with your lover um, and your partners. Or you can even just start to break. That can be a part of your ritual as the starting point for both of you um, to come into that place of being like, you know, looking at your partner and seeing what they look like and, and taking in the stimulation and smelling your partner and tasting your partner and touching your partner and having your partner do those things back to you. This can bring both of you very quickly from your head into your body into like, all right, let's get busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom, chicka, wow, wow. You bet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Let's move on to emotional pleasure. Mm-hmm. So emotional pleasure is the feeling like you're so happy, you're so excited, you're so ecstatic that your heart feels like it's going to ejaculate. <laughs> it's going to explode. <laughs> it's like you've won the lottery. You haven't seen a friend in a really long time. It's like if you've ever seen a dog who's super happy and so excited that their ass is just wiggling so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole body. The whole body is like wiggling. That's emotional pleasure. Mm -hmm. And that emotional pleasure combined with sensory pleasure can lay the foundation for orgasmic pleasure. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So orgasmic pleasure. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know I was resisting the urge to jump right into orgasmic pleasure because I was like, oh, is she going to say anything else about the the emotional because oh, orgasmic, I want to go right for the orgasm part now. <laughs> right? The goal-oriented, right? We're supposed to getting away from that. So yeah, yeah. So what? So orgasmic pleasure, I'm sure, is more about than just an orgasm. It to oh, me, yes. it feels like like the embodiment of like something pretty freaking awesome. (laughs) 
So I always look at orgasm is the happy. So when I just explain an orgasmic release, so when I'm talking mm-hmm. about an orgasm, I'm talking about an orgasmic release. And an orgasmic release can happen in many different ways in many different parts of your body and has all sorts of variables and possibilities. So I'm not just talking about a genital orgasmic release that's very specific. It can be, you can have a nosegasm and a toegasm and an armpitgasm and a kneegasm and all sorts of different types of gasms that we'll talk about in a moment, okay? So the key is, though, is that pleasure, when you have enough pleasure, so enough sensory pleasure mixed with emotional pleasure, and those pleasures build and build and build and build, then it's like your body releases in an orgasmic release and that can be like a tingle that could be like a a spasm that could be like a giggle that could be you know your whole body's tickly like it could it releases in many different ways it could be also in laughing a laughgasm or I was having that thought I was like "Hmm, I think I had a laughter one not that long ago Yes, I have those often, laughgasms, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, it's however your body wants to release it. And when we let go of our expectations about what orgasm is, then we can allow for orgasm to exist however it wants to exist. So it's really about this piece around surrendering to pleasure. Let it build, let it build, let it build, and your body will release. It's just the byproduct. Orgasm is the happy byproduct of pleasure. Hmm. Hmm. I guess there could be worse things that happen. Oh, <laughs> I had a, a day full of pleasure and it ended in an orgasm. <laughs> or many. Many, uh, multiples, yes, multiples, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. But we're taught that orgasm is this thing that we make happen. It's this thing that happens. It happens in a specific way. We all have our orgasmic pattern where our bodies contort the same way. Our thoughts are the same. Everything is that that pattern exists. And when we, we, we basically do all of the pieces of the pattern till we build, build, build until we release genitally and then we've had an orgasm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's our what we've been taught is orgasm. Yeah, that's our pathway to orgasm, essentially. Yes. However, that's limiting your possibilities of orgasmic pleasure. Yep. That's limiting your possibilities of having another orgasm, having a, no-ga- a nosegasm where the, sense, the, the nerve ending. So your whole body is filled with all these wonderful herogenous zones. And they're clusters of nerves that are all over our bodies that are closest to the surface of the skin. And when those nerve endings are stimulated, they are like happy and they're build and build and build and then they like release. Mm -hmm. That's where our orgasmic release happens. Mm -hmm. So that orgasmic release could happen at locally at the spot. So like, for example, there's one at the tip of your nose. So you could, which is why it feels good when you rub your nose on things. Right? Like everybody just kind of rub their nose. It kind of like, you're like, oh, it kind of feels good. Right? Mm -hmm, There's this... mm -hmm. Because there's a bunch of nerve endings right Mm -hmm. there, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, but we have to let go of the expectation that there's something weird, there's something wrong with the fact that my nose 
if I allowed it permission to feel really good and allow that to build and that it could have that I could have a, a, a basically in a little orgasm release locally at my nose where it could tingle and kind of throb hmm. or depending on how your wiring is and how you can train your brain to be like, okay, I have a release there that's attached directly to my genitals, which also I can have a genital release at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we have all these wonderful possibilities, but we're missing out on all these possibilities because no one told us that we could. Yeah, and if you are always following that same pathway to orgasm, that pathway becomes a rut. And then you don't get to explore some of these other things. We're going to take a quick commercial break. So go on over to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure. Sign up, register for the web class, and enter your name for a chance to win one of the Leia 2 vibrators by Fun Factory. All right, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So, Gaia, so what would you say next? So now that we're on our path, you know, we're exploring alternative pathways to pleasure, to pleasure. and orgasmic life. Tell us more. I so if we were student. to, ju- <laughs> if we were, so if we were going to drop into sexuality, this is mm-hmm. now where we really let go of the goal oriented. Mm -hmm. So now this is where we're like pleasure. Sex is about giving and receiving pleasure. That's it. And you become a pleasure seeking ninja or Mm -hmm. the master of pleasure possibilities. Right. Mm -hmm. And as you start to really drop into that with your partnership, things start to open up because you're like, Oh, who knew if I rubbed my nipple this way and, you know, you rubbed your knee that way that pleasure, so much pleasure could exist within our bodies that we could have all these orgasmic possibilities with each other. Mm-hmm. Plus, we start to let go of the expectations, which creates all sorts of issues, sex issues like performance anxiety, 
ejaculation issues, erectile dysfunction, um, you know, all of the things that typically happen that are based on this very goal-oriented. So that's where we want, if you really want to wrap your brain around it, you're like, all right, I'm ready to explore this, is to be like, all right, all the places where I think sex is goal-oriented, I'm going to let go of. My only goal and you're going to make that agreement with your partner or partners and say, all right, our new, our new sex life is giving and receiving pleasure. That's it. And what does that mean to each other? Mm-hmm. And what are all the different ways that we can find pleasure with one another? So a great exercise for this is to go find three items in your household. Three, each one of you is go get three items, household items. And make sure that those household items are, don't, aren't going to scratch you, like aren't going to injure you. So the best way to determine that is so like, I'm like, oh, here's a house, household item, right? I wonder what this feels like when I rub it on my skin. Mm-hmm. But at the edge, there's a sharp edge here. So I have to be aware of that. So I don't want to cut myself, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you need to be aware of that. Safety, safety first, safety first. Mm-hmm. I could use my phone. Right, rub my phone all over my body and be like, "Ooh, that feels good." So you're gonna find three items and you're gonna rub them all over yourself in your own exploration. Then you're gonna bring that to the table with your partner and be like, "All right, here are the three things I found: a smooth thing, a temperature thing, and a scratchy thing." Mm-hmm. And I tested all of my erogenous zones all over my body, and. It turns out that I like really scratchy here and I like smooth over there and you're going to do, now you're going to do show and tell. You're going to show your partner what you found about your body and they're going to show you what they found about their body. Mm -hmm. This is going to open up the possibilities of what pleasure can look like because without doing some kind of exercise around this, we kind of really don't know how to do that because no one's taught us how. Yep. So this can become this fun activity that you do once a month or once every couple months to be like, all right, I'm going to go find three items. You go find three items. <laughs> let's, right. go, uh-huh. let's go rub uh-huh. each other's bodies and see uh-huh. what happens. Come back with a feather, ice cube, and a, uh, a hairbrush. <laughs> see? Well done. Well done. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any questions about that? No. No. I love it. Tell me more. All right. Okay. So now that you've gotten so good at like you've let go of goals and expectations and you're now moving into like all the pleasure possibilities, this is now where the natural evolution of everyone's sexuality starts to open up. And so now we can start having honest conversations and dialogue with ourselves and with our partners about what do we truly desire? What are our fantasies? What are the, maybe the darker things that we are carrying a little bit of shame or guilt around? This is the, the, the next stage of your deep, deep level of intimacy and connection and building who you are as sexual beings. This is the spice. Now we're adding the spice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this can be very challenging and this is the area where a lot of couples end up coming to see me because they're in sexless relationships and they're in sexless relationships because they're bored Mm -hmm. because human beings we get bored fairly easy 
And if we know what the sequence, so that's why we've let go of goal-oriented and the sequence acts, and we're letting go of all that stuff. Because if, you, if your brain knows, so if my brain knows, okay, you're going to tweak my left nipple this way, you're going to kiss me this way, and you're going to touch me this way, my brain's like, well, I already know what's coming, and I'm not excited by it. There's no arousal response that's starting to happen. Our sex drive starts to dry up. That it's, it's so important to really constantly creating new possibilities and um, with your partner or you get bored. And, mm-hmm. and in that boredness, your arousal and your libido drops. Yep. Because it's like, well, what's the point? What? I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense. sense. There's no sex. There's no, you know, why would I do this? I already know what's happening. I know what's going to mm-hmm. happen next. Mm-hmm. So- yeah, and if you're, and if you're, you know, someone who's not really having great sex anyway, and I think this is a, a, what happens for a lot of women and, and maybe men too. I, you know, I have a female body, so I can't speak for men necessarily. But, you know, when this is, you know, we'll, we'll just say great not that pleasing or satisfying, then I think that's even more reason for people to really lose interest and, and that sort of thing. And so I think the things that you're talking about, really getting into the sensual, releasing the goals and doing some exploration can have a huge impact on a relationship. Oh, huge, huge. So now we're primed to like have the really uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. like, hey, honey, our sex life kind of sucks. What can we do about this? <laughs> well, there's that conversation, but I'm yeah, right. About, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm talking about the conversation. Like, I secretly want you to dress up in a tutu and spank me with a rubber chicken. There you go. That's right. a t- challenging conversation to have with your partner. Yes. Right. Now we're getting into this place of exploration, right? Now we're mm-hmm. opening mm-hmm. up for exploration and what we truly desire and who we are and will our partner still love us and we're afraid of being rejected and we're afraid of being the shame and we're afraid of all the things, right? So this is the space in which when a couple can move into this place, if you can have a conversation about, I want you to dress up in a tutu and spank me with a rubber chicken, and you can navigate that conversation, you can navigate any conversation. What are we going to do with our finances? How are we going to co-parent our kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can have any conversation. If you can have that mm-hmm. conversation, you can have any hard conversation after it. That's right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the key is to, 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 br- to bringing up and adding spice to your relationship, the number one thing that you want to do is you want to talk about it and bring it up in a conversation. Don't throw it in at the sex time. So this is where people often go, things go horribly wrong. Okay. So, so for example, we'll use the example of the tutu and the rubber chicken. So Mm -hmm. if I waited, I've never said this to my partner. I've never said, I've never had a conversation with my partner about this. My partner comes in, you know, and they think that we're going to have like some sexy time. And I throw this tutu at him and I'm like, hey, put this on and here's the rubber chicken and spank me with it. (laughs) He might be like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do with this? I don't understand. This is really weird. This is really Uh, weird. I'm uncomfortable with this. 
or there might be the reaction, which will create, which, and you're super vulnerable in that moment. You're asking for something that you've been secretly desiring and fantasizing about for a really long time. And mm-hmm. so because you've been doing that and you risk at that point and your partner rejects you because they're like shocked and they have no idea. They're like, well, I just thought I was going to go down on you. Like we normally do. Like, what is this? Yeah, um, right. I don't know what to do with a rubber chicken. I feel I don't even know how to spank somebody with a rubber chicken. Exactly. <laughs> I'm having performance, but spanking rubber chicken spanking performance anxiety right now. Exactly. <laughs> it totally kills the moment. Right. Not to mention, you want me to put, wear a tutu? You want me to put it on a dress? Like, what is that? Or what is that about? And what? You don't think I'm manly enough? And blah, 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 blah. And like, so many things, mm-hmm. which is not going to make that moment magical in any way whatsoever right it's not going to live up to your expectation of a fantasy it's like he is not going to don that tutu and grab that chicken and flip you over and spank you with it he's gonna be like what the hell exactly (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. um so instead and this and this is often too you know for any of your male listeners um in particular um Often what ends up happening is that a lot of times male partners will do that same construct. They'll, they'll bring home sexy lingerie or they'll bring home, a, a, you know, they'll be like, hey, let's watch some porn together. Or they'll like, here's a new sex toy that I bought for you. Or, hey, let's go, you know, let's go to the swingers club. I'm taking you on an adventure. Like all of these things, the way that it's brought up and when it's brought up and how it's brought up is the world of difference of whether or not your partner is open to receiving that and going on that adventure with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so you can, how, how would you bring up a, a challenging conversation like that? Because you're saying, you know, bedroom is not the moment to do it. Yes. All right. So everybody get, take out their pen and write, start writing some notes. Okay. So the first thing is you want to make sure it's perfect timing to have the conversation. So you want to ask your partner saying, hey, I have something that I'm, kind of nervous to talk to you about, but is important, um, when is a good time for you, for us to have this conversation? Mm -hmm. So let your partner decide when that is. You know, if they're in the middle of doing dishes or they're in the middle of something or they're about ready to head out the door, that is not the time to have that conversation either. So you want to set up a space where there's going to be no distractions and you're going to get your partner's undivided undivided attention. All right, so schedule it. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, okay, so it's, it's now time to have the talk. So you want to preface it with, this is really uncomfortable for me, and I'm really scared to share this with you. I, you don't need to answer right away, um, but I really, really need you to not freak out or place any judgment, any of your thoughts and your judgments about what I'm asking because I feel very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You setting up the stage so that your partner knows that this is a really challenging thing for you to bring to the table will allow your partner to be like, okay, I'm going to put all of my own shit aside for a second. I'm going to be present. You've told me that this is, you're not joking. This is serious. I'm like, okay, I'm leaning in because my, your partner loves you and they want to support you. Don't just blurt it out because, again, without the setting up that structure, what you might get is like, what? Are you insane? What are you, a freak? A weirdo, all of their own stuff mm-hmm. around sex, around this topic, around this idea, around all this stuff. 
their own fears, their own judgments, their all those stuff might come up to the surface, and that's the first response they're going to get. Mm-hmm. But you've now prepared them that they're like, okay, I'm going to keep my shit under control. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're going to say whatever it is. So, for example, we'll use the, the, you know, our rubber chicken and our tutu scenario, right? So I go to my partner. I tell my partner this is really hard for me to say, and I'm nervous, but I've been – so I start with, I've been thinking about and fantasizing and desiring you wearing a tutu while spanking me with a rubber chicken. And before you respond, you don't have to say yes to any of it. You can say yes to parts of it. Or you can take some time to think about it, and you can ask me any questions you want. All right, what do you got? So you need to give your, 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 your partner space to process it. And it's also okay for them to say, I'm not comfortable with that. It's okay for them to say, you know what? I'm not comfortable wearing the tutu, but what the hell? I'll spank you with a rubber jacket. Mm-hmm. Or I might be, or they might be okay with spanking with the rub, or wearing the tutu, but not they're not into spanking, so they're not okay with the spanking of the rubber chicken. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. they're okay with spanking, but not of the rubber chicken. So there's so many different ways that your partner can meet you in this exploration if you give them space to process it and space to come in at what level that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And they might even propose a suggestion that you hadn't thought of that you might be like, hell yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Plus what it does is it gives permission to your partner to then ask for something that they may have been thinking about wanting. And you start to open up that dialogue and that mm-hmm. and those possibilities with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, as you're laying out these steps and stuff too, you know, like I've had similar conversations with other people too, you know, in the realm of talking to your kids about different stuff. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, like schedule a time, let them know it's important and, you know, and this kind of thing. And so, you know, you're framing that conversation in a very similar way. And, um, you know, and I like how that you, you know, gave them permission not to respond right now. And, you know, that you're okay with them taking time to think and, you know, having not having none of it be okay or all of it or parts of it. And, you know, and, but just the whole fact that it's opening the door to that conversation is going to bring you closer together. Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what I found often, not only my own personal experience, but my, for my clients is that once you open up that doorway of like, Hey, this is what I've been fantasizing about. And this is what I've been thinking about. Would you be interested in exploring with me? And they can be like, well, you know what? I'm only okay with this one aspect. Often what happens, not always, but often what will happen is like, oh, well, what the hell? You know, I already spanked you with the rubber chicken. And they start to see how aroused and the arousal response of how turned on you are. So they be- it may not be their turn on. But they're turned on because you're turned on. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, if you're this turned on with the rubber chicken, then what happens if I throw on the tutu? Right? Yeah, like, right. It's uh-huh. like, this is trifecta now, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. So there's this letting go of, okay, so then this is a really, really important piece, is that when you're bringing this to your, your partner or partners, is it's really important that it doesn't have to be exactly how you fantasize about it. Your partner is not uh, going to do it exactly how you think it's going to happen. 
Nothing that we fantasize about can be made into reality exactly the way we fantasize about it. So this is an important piece of that we need to let go of our expectations and we need to allow the possibilities of what it can be. As well as allowing our partners to be, for it to be okay for them to say no. You cannot come to the table with an open dialogue with an expectation that they are going to say yes. Because then it's not, you're not asking them, you're demanding it of them. Right. Which does not make for a good, open, giving, receiving mm -hmm. interaction. No, no, it really doesn't. So we're yeah. going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to wrap up our conversation. So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at holisticsexedradio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, we're back. So, Gaia, what have we missed? Okay, so we didn't get to the sacred. So, sacred stuff, I'm just going to quickly tap into talk about that a little bit. Okay. So the sacred sexual practices, there's Tantra, there's Taoism, there's sacred sexual practices all over the world. Um, and if you're like, ooh, that's intriguing and that I want to have this deeper level of connection and intimacy and spiritual connection of co-creation of sexual energy with my partner, with myself, and go on the spiritual quest, that's where that would be where I would look at. You know, there's many and finding the right teacher is the one that resonates with you and your partner okay there's many different philosophies and ideologies around it but ultimately it's about being in this human experience to higher states of uh, consciousness and awareness mm -hmm. and if somebody's looking for like a teacher to to help them you know delve into the spiritual aspects of sexuality a little bit more like what kind of like what might you look for in a teacher how would you find somebody like that well, the first thing is, is that listen to your intuition, listen to your gut, right? Listen to it. If there's any sort of like, eh, there's something off, listen to that. That's mm -hmm. really, really, really important. That's like mm -hmm. the first thing, all right? Whether you're hiring anybody for anything yeah. is listen to your intuition. Listen Especially to your with gut. sex too, though. Especially mm -hmm. with sex. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things would be, what is their philosophy around um, sex and goal-oriented um, piece. So, so some of the spiritual practices is more about, the again, it's about building sexual energy and creating sexual energy and, and utilizing that. So what are, what's their philosophies on that? Like, are they, is it really Tantra or is it like 
North American throwing the name on it, right? Like mm, each spiritual mm-hmm. practice has its, its origins and its roots. What is that person? Where are they coming from? How are they teaching it? Right. Mm-hmm. And again, this is about your journey, right? So it's not just about co-creating with your partner. It's about your own personal journey. Um, and then I would ask from a spiritual standpoint, I would ask, um, you know, what's their, what do they do for protection? like energetic protection or like, mm-hmm. does it feel like they're feeding off of you or does it feel like it's an equal exchange? Like, do you feel energetically? How do you feel when you're talking to that person? Not just your gut and your intuition, but like, do you feel excited and, you know, energized or do you feel like drained and mm-hmm. tired? If you feel drained and tired, don't hire that person. They're, they're basically an energy vampire. So those are the, the big pieces that are around when you're looking for a spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. okay. And I also teach Tantra. So if you really, if you resonate with me and it mm-hmm. lights up for you, then, you know, reach out to me. And can you like, and you mentioned, you know, Tantra versus like kind of the Western flavor of Tantra. So can you tell us a little bit, you know, more like what is Tantra? Like what? You know, like when, because we hear about Tantra so much, and I personally have interest in exploring Tantra. And so, I don't know. So, like, for somebody like me who's not really clear on, like, what that is exactly, where to begin, although there's interest, like, what would you say? Where would you start? Like, how would you explain Tantra? So, you know, Tantra is a ancient philosophy that dates back a very long time, and it, or its, origin, its origin is from India. Mm-hmm. And the cons, the idea is that we are in this human form, in this human body, in the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's through embracing our humanness that we reach higher states of enlightenment and uh, awakened. That's the philosophy. That's the core base foundation of it. It actually has nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. Sex is like a happy byproduct, just like orgasm, a happy byproduct of, of pleasure, right. right? Sex is a happy byproduct of Tantra, right? That's not the premise of it. It's about fully embracing the human experience and not staying stuck in any one aspect of the human experience. So fully leaning into I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm jealous, I'm afraid. All of those emotions are important but not staying stuck. So feeling them and then releasing them and moving to the next one, feeling them and releasing it. It's all about being present. So all this stuff that we talked about. So if you, we take that philosophy, you can see how through all of those five aspects, it is present in all of them because it's all about self-awareness, being in your body, being present and, um, you know, embracing it, everything, not, not just, um, glossing over, right? So that's off. So you, if from a West, so that's the key. If you really want to learn about Tantra, you want to find a teacher who's going to teach you about Tantra and not be like, oh, this is a thing to make more intimacy with your partner. This is all about sex. It's not. Those are just, those are part of the human experience, right? Us being sexual beings is a part of that. Being in our bodies, we can have orgasmic release, which is awesome. We can create energy in our bodies, but it's about being human and embracing mm-hmm. it fully. Mm-hmm. 
that answer that? Yeah, it does. And it's in alignment with, you know, when I've had other conversations with like Taoist masters and this kind of stuff, it's, it's very similar response. You know, it's like, it's really not about quote unquote sex. It's more about with, you know, how you're interacting with the world and yourself, you know? Yeah. And of course, when you're more connected and you're more present and you're more in your body, you have more pleasure. More pleasure you have, the more orgasmic release you get to have. So, it, you know, it kind of is like full circle mm-hmm. in that yep. process. Yeah. And, you know, and add in some great communication and, you know, sky is the limit. <laughs> and even then, it's not even the limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No doubt. Orgasmic, <laughs> universal, you know, cosmic. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Cosmic. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, it's been a lot of fun talking with you today, Gaia. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been great. Um, can I give a shout out to how people can spend more time with me? Absolutely. I was going to say, you know, we, uh, we have a little something here that I know that you wanted to share with people. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about sexual skill building, but I noticed that on your website and I was like, oh, I want to know more about that, which we didn't get, a, we didn't get there today in this conversation. <laughs> Maybe you'll have to come back. You know, there's so much to talk about. That's one, one of the things I love about sex is there's just so much to talk about. There's so many aspects and facets and yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, so you, you can talk about it. Okay. So, so as a gift to the audience, um, I have this spectacular program, self-study course that I've created called Sexual Skill Building, the Nuts and Bolts of Sex, the sex education you wish you had. And so it's a very comprehensive, everything you ever wanted to know about sex is in it. Um, and all the foundations Everything that's that, so a sexual, and what is sexual skill? Sexual skill building is understanding the how-tos, the nitty-gritty of things, you know, like how to give a blowjob, how to have oral sex, how to have an orgasm, how to, how to, how to kiss, mm-hmm, how to do mm-hmm. all of these things. So um, as a, as a, you know, as a, I'm feeling, feeling the love, as the mm-hmm. love, I'm going to give that away for you guys as a, a free, a freebie which is, uh, you know, normally like $700. So nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to check it out. You know, you're welcome. Yeah. And uh, you can spend if you want to spend more time with me, you can hang out with me at find me at succulentliving.com. And, um, you know, come hang out with me on my podcast called my orgasmic life. Now I'll warn you. Um, I share a lot of stuff that might be a little too much. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to say or talk about. Uh-huh, no filter. <laughs> there's zero filter, but there's always a content warning on the description. So you know what you're getting yourself into before you start listening. <laughs> nice, nice. I'll have to check out your show. I haven't had the pleasure of, of tuning in yet, but I will definitely track it, track it down and add you to my, my playlist. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love these kinds of conversations. Well, awesome. I will put the link for that in the show notes for everybody. And it's been, it's been a really great time having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please go to holisticsexedradio.com forward slash pleasure. Sign up for reminders and also sign up for the giveaway. See if you can't win one of those vibrators. Have a beautiful day. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.